0: hello everybody welcome to the drowning fish podcast today i have a very special person here today his name is ben garner hey welcome ben how you doing
1: i'm doing pretty good man how about how about you
0: well you were a little late to the uh podcast today
1: so I'm a little pissed i know uh punctuality is just not really my you know forte uh punctuality to me is just not really a skill set of mine, so I kind of just go with the flow, let the good times roll. Okay. Um But yeah, speaking about nine eleven, um I just I haven't gotten over that, you know, I mean being in your early twenties to mid and then thinking about nine eleven it's just it's heartbreaking. I don't think that's something I'll ever get over. I think that's something that's always going to be in the back of my mind and ruin future relationships because we we reacted very poorly as a world. Yeah, but it,
0: I feel like you just have to, you have to let go sometimes. Like at some point, you will have to let go.
1: Well, as soon as you let go, then we get another attack. You let your guard down, you let your vulnerability be seen, and then people are going to take advantage of that. And that's how I incorporate. That's what I. Those are the rules I incorporate into my relationships. That's why I'm always go into him with a brick wall around my heart.
0: Are you saying that we should build a wall? Definitely. Okay.
1: Uh, build a wall. I don't think Mexico has enough pesos for it. So I feel like we need to <clears throat> build. What's that one wall that kept the Mongolians out? The fantastic wall of China. Do something like that. Except it's made out of bricks. We have archers. And the Republicans are on the front line of defense.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I think that we should actually take human bodies and just line them up at the border. And we can take shifts, you know, like, Hey, it's my turn. You clock out, and get out of here.
1: Yeah. Just make sure you're not late, on time, uniform. Yeah, t-shirt tucked in. T-shirt tucked in. I mean, we got to look presentable, you know. Yeah.
0: I I've always thought that as well. Um like if you have like a like a 2003 Ford Crown Vic, bring it with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll line a, it up.
1: Yeah, I mean it'd be a great I mean it'd be Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, Toyota Camrys, Honda Civics. What's that little? uh, What's that little <laughs> shit box out there that I seen in your parking lot?
0: Uh, that's a '93 Honda Accord.
1: Honda Accord, ooh, nice. Yep,
0: a little over a hundred thousand miles.
1: Yeah, a lot of the I, I <clears throat> I'm really interested in cars, and uh, I'm always like looking into people who drive them. That way, I get a sense of their personality and. When i was looking up fbi's top most wanted eight 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 of them were driving what you were driving same color too same leather seats or is that uh for that's
0: a red uh maroon interior
1: red maroon interior nice cloth kind of don't even have to worry about that many blood stains you know just kind of soaks in makes it look like a leopard pattern
0: yeah and it's really good um like the trunk It's kind of like a dark red, so I could leave a body back there, uh, for a little over a week in the wintertime and it'll be, it'll be fun. And
1: the stench will still be the same, I'm assuming, as if there wasn't a body in there. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cause in the summertime, uh, maybe like three hours tops. Okay. And then the body starts to like, not decompose, but they start to like swell a little bit and, uh. It's not a it's not good. It's not good at all. Um so many times I've had to take a pressure washer to that trunk. And there's been so many times where I get I just I don't know, you know?
1: Are you using a pressure washer or just using a garden hose? I think uh the non-kink garden hose that you yeah, yeah for fifty nine ninety nine yes, forty feet yes okay good nice
0: yeah because one thing I hate is like losing pressure when I'm washing it so the no kink one is what
1: works for me so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about Washington
0: okay. <clears throat> Tell us everything you know about Washington.
1: All right, everything about Washington. Um, they hate. <laughs> they hate everything down here. Okay. I cannot drive down the road with my Arkansas license plate without getting yelled at about something political, and I actually got yelled at for like who's who's the guy that uh, he's the one that kind of like said no fuck the stimulus. Something like that, but he's from Kansas
0: I have no clue I, I don't
1: know either, but he I mean he's from Kansas But I got yelled at for that because he Misread my license <laughs> plate thinking that it was Kansas, but uh Another thing about Washington is People love to stay healthy down there people like being in shape um I come down here and like, living up there for a while and just seeing, like, you know, everyone's everyone's day-to-day living, everyone's, you know, health. I come down here and it's just, like, I'm at the Memphis Zoo or something. Yeah. I go to Walmart and it's, like, the exhibit for the rhinos.
0: Yeah. Um, I have noticed that whenever I go up north, when I went to Colorado, like, everyone's in great shape. Yeah,
1: it just gets slimmer and slimmer.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I think that... uh
1: not bad-mouthing, but it's just, I mean, come on.
0: The thing about the South is that we we love fried food. I love fried food. I mean, look at me.
1: <laughs> there, There's absolutely no, there's nothing fried up there. Like, it's just a bunch of Asian restaurants. Nice. And, uh, I mean, that takes 30 minutes or less to get out of your system. Yeah. It just goes straight through. But fried here, it just, like, it stays in it. It blows up, it blows you up, and then you just end up looking like a balloon baboon.
0: <laughs> oh, man. um, How cold is it there right now, you think? Freezing?
1: Let's see. I'm looking outside, and the sun is on this side of the country, so that means it's not shown in Washington at all. Like When I got down there, there was no sun. I was so deficient of vitamin D and, uh, it was, it's very depressing, like as far as the weather, but that also like kind of affects the civilization up there as far as people being happy and people smiling and people just waving, like they're just kind of zombified up there. (laughs) Even the crackheads, they don't do anything. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Except siphon your gas.
0: Have you have your have you had your gas siphoned?
1: No, I was in the same parking lot as a couple of cars that were because they left their little they left the gas tanks open and their little siphoning hose right next to it, just a little piece of incriminating evidence. But the homeless problem down there is actually pretty bad. I uh, I was longboarding in Seattle and I was gonna go to a steak and shake and the last time I remembered was that you know this whole street it was just popping it had. Everyone's walking down and up and you had <clears throat> you, I mean you had like just good-looking people just Shopping and then when I went back recently I, uh, I was gonna go find it because I love their milkshakes and I ended up taking a wrong turn down this this whole street from this side to this side was just filled with homeless people and The only thing that was open was literally a half-built subway and I'm not exactly like it was half built, but it was open. Yeah. It was under construction. And uh, I ended up finding the stake and shake, but there was just like it was shut down, graffiti everywhere, and just a bunch of homeless people. And I had to have my headphones in because I, I turned it down though, because sometimes like when I'm walking, I have my headphones in, I turn it down just to like kind of still hear what people are saying. And everyone was just like, hey, man, you got a you got a buck. You got some coins. You got some cash. Hey, man, come here. I'm like, come here. I'm just like, dude, I may look nice, but I'm just as broke as you. (laughs) I can't I can't spare shit right now. I've got bills. You look like you're living the life that I want to live right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the uh, the homeless problem in America is a big topic. And I just think we need to line them up with the Republicans like. The second line of defense.
1: They they can be the line of defense for when we build the wall. We yeah, put them to use. I don't know why we just don't like we have so many of these abandoned buildings and then so many of these homeless people and it's like why don't we just take one of these buildings, build an apartment complex, get these people back on their feet, you know, let them stay rent free for however long, and then just as soon as they get a job, then make them start paying rent.
0: Who's gonna fund this?
1: Uh, well. I have a couple of names in mind. I sent out a couple emails. One of them was uh, Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. and uh, he hasn't replied yet. This was about three years ago. I'm sure it's somewhere in the somewhere in the wire.
0: Yeah, I got connections with uh, Jeff, so I'll I'll hit I'll hit him up and I'll tell him to
1: email you back. You guys have the same hairstylist.
0: Yeah. Um. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he got swole. Have you seen pictures of him?
1: His head or his body? Both. <laughs> I, I I don't Google image Jeff Bezos. <laughs> uh, I
0: could just see I could just see you Googling Jeff Bezos body.
1: Let me let me look him up, dude. Yeah, let me pull that up. There is a
0: uh, there is a picture recently where I guess his new girlfriend was rubbing like uh lotion or shit on him on his big ass yacht.
1: I I just what? <laughs> these dudes
0: Not that I care or anything, but it's Jeff Bezos, so she, yeah I you, feel like anything he does is gonna hit the media at some point.
1: His girl looks like I went to high school with her. <laughs>
0: Probably the same age.
1: Probably the same age and he's like what pushing fit Wait, you mean like swole as in fat or as in like for his soul. age, he's in pretty good shape, it looks like. Yeah, he is. Like he's For sl- what
0: he used to look like, he used to be his lanky fucking dude.
1: And he had hair.
0: Uh, somewhat, yeah.
1: <clears throat> you know you're, like, getting filthy rich when you just start going bald. And you just start not caring.
0: I can't wait for that to happen to me.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know how you'd look bald. I don't know if you could pull off the Bezos bald cap.
0: Probably not, man. I'd probably look like a... Uh, like a circumcised penis
1: if i had enough money as jeff bezos and i was given that amount of fucks not to give i would go for the cul-de-sac you know bald the yeah. top and then just lengthy hair on the sides greasy though you know just something that you're something that would make a science teacher in middle school blush
0: yeah i can see that would you have a beard
1: uh, not only would I have a beard, but I would, uh, Jack Sparrow it. Like, I'd dread it, put some beads on it, bedazzle it, and then, uh, just get rotten teeth.
0: I would get, uh, like George Washington teeth, like wooden teeth. And
1: go even further, get some wooden eyes.
0: <laughs> Why is that so funny? Um, what do you want to talk about next?
1: <clears throat> Let's talk about my. Well, I've actually uh, just started uh, writing again. Like I'm uh, incorporating everything that I've experienced in fast food and restaurants, and just living the minimal lifestyle, and just kind of putting that into this. Uh, I was gonna like write a book, but then I realized books are too fucking long, and no one reads them anymore. Like every, like every book I've seen, they're now... Every book that hits the shelf, if it's good enough, it's going to get a TV show. So I'm just going to skip that part <laughs> and write a TV show. And Netflix seems to be picking up anything from here to Korea. So I'm just going to put my ball in that and then just see who's going to pick it.
0: What are you writing? What's the main topic?
1: <clears throat> so... I wish I'd brought it here because I was actually working on it last night. But some of the themes are uh, just how you have like one of them is just like how so you have like all these like i'm not saying everyone is smart in the restaurant business or fast food or retail but you do have these smart people who are smarter than their own good and then but they're so comfortable living like how they are even though like i don't want to say it's bad for them i mean they're happy they're comfortable but sometimes it's just like that comfort zone can get to you and you one day you just realize that too much time has passed by, and you could have done more than what you were giving, and uh, that's kind of like I'm like I'm using myself to put into this story. So, like one of the main characters is actually like I've I've kind of took my personality and then divided it into like three people. <clears throat> so you've got like the twenty. 26 year old who just kind of nonchalantly just goes through life just works at this restaurant he just he doesn't give a fuck he knows he's good at what he does and but he still like fucks off and he just comes in late uniform messed up coming in high as hell drunk whatever and then you got like he like he just doesn't care about his future like he only sees this restaurant and working in it as his future because he just feels like it was. Too, it's too late for him. And then you got. I got a second character, and that's kind of like the other side of me—the one who is thinking, like the one who still does a little. Like I want to say, like maybe half of what this guy, this guy does, but she still, she still sees a future for her because she. No, I, I mean she's like twenty, twenty-one. She's younger, and she's comfortable, but at the same time, she's uncomfortable. So she tries to. <clears throat> she's in a constant conflict with herself well should i stay here or should i venture out and find myself and discover what else is out there and then i have a third character who is kind of basically the conflict itself like the decision to either stay here or go and this character is one who is just like one who uh, was just u- like using this job to get through high school and now he's actually leaving to go pursue college and when uh, when um, the other two find out about it, then it just kind of creates this tension because now she's wanting to follow her own footsteps instead of just staying where she's at. But at the same time, what's keeping her there is this, you know, the 25-year-old. and And he's trying to get her to stay there. So it's just a lot of... Like I said, a lot of tension, a lot of conflict between these characters to uh, to try and develop.
0: Is this going to be a comedy?
1: It It is. I'm going to every joke I've ever fucking heard in a restaurant, every single slab, every single remark I've heard, I'm putting it in it. Like everything that made me laugh out loud, everything I've said to you that made you laugh, I'm putting it in it and. It's just, I think it's going to be like, I want it to be real. I want it to be raw. I want it to be something that, you know, everyone can relate to. Because, you know, at some point in your life, you're always thinking like, man, I feel like I'm the only person that's fucking going through this. Like, I feel like, why why is it me? But no, it's just like, no, this is a story not just about me or these guys. It's about everyone. It's about making that decision to grow up or... To stay where you are and i mean you you don't really it's and i want to show that it's neither choice is bad it's about if you're happy or not you know like even if it is bad for you and then i have another story that involves like cowboys and samurais
0: that's the one i want to listen to yeah that okay or watch
1: so I've kind of incorporated myself into that story, too
0: <laughs> Okay,
1: but uh there's a there's a guy named Carl young and he his message in his stories was about The shadow part of people like just the darkest part of the human mind and he goes on to talk about that You know, we all have this, you know We all have this negative side of us and the more we try and push it down the more and try and we hide it It just grows stronger and stronger inside of us. So if we can just learn how to balance the two, balance the light and the dark inside of us, then we can function how we want to. But until then, we're just going to keep pretending to be the person that we want to be instead of being the person that we truly are. And uh, that's kind of like that's another theme that I'm trying to put in on my stories that I write is just dwelling into the dark side. Mind and I think that's why I also want to get into psychology and sociology and just kind of study human nature and use that to make a compelling story. And uh, Carl Jung, yeah, he's one of one of the good. He's like one of the top people that uh, talks about it. And uh, but the cowboy and samurai story, I, I still don't really know how I'm going to go about. Wait,
0: that. wait. I'm sorry, you're talking about the philosopher Carl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. J U N G. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Carl Jung. I thought I thought Carl Young I thought you said Young like Why? Y. No, Carl Jung. And I thought you were discussing the story, like what you're writing. Oh no, 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 no. And I was like this I was like, wait a minute, he's talking about Carl. Okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's a brilliant mind.
1: He is, dude. And when I started reading about, you know, his take on human nature, it was just Shit. Like these people are all around me. It's scary.
0: You need to read um Albert Camus.
1: Albert Camus?
0: Yeah. Dude, I fucking I read some of his shit and I swear to God, dude. It makes me want to kill myself. <laughs> I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. Um I think he his like main topics and categories like existential uh like existentialism. Yeah and um, It's pretty good. It's good shit.
1: See, uh, Yeah, doesn't it feel like Everyone in their 20s is going through an existential crisis It's like as soon as they get out of high school, they just like start going on a downward spiral of identity crisis Like they don't know who they are. They don't know who they're supposed to be and That's what that's what I want to put into my stories is just to go fucking figure it out.
0: (laughs) Well, um, I feel like we're never done Growing Well, there's some people that are just you know, they get out of college or school and they're just fucking living a life, you know, whatever
1: well, and I think that's because It's because of what like the past generations have done. They think okay Well, it worked for them. So it's gonna work for me, but it doesn't I mean that's not always the case. You know, I mean, we have so many civil liberties in this fucking country that we should just be able to do what we want. And if we can make a business or money out of it, then shit, do it. Like I like my like riding. Like I'd love to do writing. but the uh, of course, like my like okay, so yeah, I'm half Filipino and half uh, Caucasian. And I've noticed that, you know, both sides like they want me to do great, they want me to prosper and shit like that. But the Asian side wants to make sure that I make money out of it. So when I mentioned that I wanted to do writing, they were like, uh, you can't do that as a hobby. Yeah. But, you know, then the white side is like, just fucking do it, and see what happens, roll the dice.
0: Yeah cuz white people
1: don't give a shit about their kids. <laughs>
0: white people have been taking risks for a long time. Yeah. And there's good things to learn from like every cultural generation. Yeah. Like my parents like immigrants, right? They came to this country, built something out of nothing. And I see that, you grow up with that and you're kind of like, "Holy shit, anybody can really do it if yeah. you're if you just fucking work hard, yeah, if
1: you're determined and if you actually put your mind to it, you can actually succeed in it." And That's why, like, I just put off writing for a while was because I didn't think, I I didn't, I wasn't in the mindset to be like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to write about. This is everything. But I I guess I just kept listening to everyone else saying, "Ah, it's not like, there's like a million of you. Okay, well, there's a million lawyers, but they're still getting ones every day. There's a million doctors. There's a million of this and that. So it's all about, are you the best of the best?
0: yeah there's a platform for everything man and i've even told you in the past like have you ever thought about doing a stand-up because you're just so fucking funny and you say funny shit i'm like this dude should do stand-up or at least write about it
1: dude yeah that's i think that's the problem with me i am so good at coming up with quick responses but i cannot sit there and write it out and think about it like is this funny Is this not funny But if we're just talking and then you say something I'm like, okay, I can say that. I can say this immediately and have them rolling and it works. But if I'm like sitting there and thinking of like topics to bring up, it's like, fuck, I can't. I would love to do stand up. I mean, whether it goes bad or shit, like I would just still like to go up there and say, yeah, I'm a comedian.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want to do like forever now.
1: I mean, because, I mean, it, you get this sense of feeling good when you make people in a whole room laugh. Yeah. I and mean, even if it's just one person, I think, like, like if I, I mean, when, whenever I get the chance to do stand-up, I'm going to bring a friend, and I'm just going to use that friend as a, like, instead, like, just ignore the rest of the audience and then just try and make that friend laugh. <laughs> that way it just kind of gets rid of that uh, anxiety. And yeah. And just kind of, like... Thinking about, should I really say this? Should I really not? No, just try and make that dude laugh.
0: One thing I've learned about stand up is literally out of every profession in the world, stand up is the one thing you can do and probably get good at for free. Yeah. You can sign up to do stand up every week and do it. For a year. And get better and better and better and better. For free. You don't have to pay anything.
1: Until you get drafted up to the Netflix specials. Yeah.
0: And there's a lot of shitty Netflix there specials. There are, right?
1: dude. I've, like, when I was, like, just kind of trying to get inspired, I was watching a couple. And I even watched, like, the Amy Schumer one. I was like, this is not funny.
0: <laughs> uh, It's going to backfire on me one day. I feel like one day I'm going to talk about, like, a comedian, like, yeah, Amy Schumer is not funny. And then she's
1: gonna have you on her podcast, and then just talk jokes about you, jokes that she stole from you.
0: <laughs> or she's gonna listen to my podcast and be like, "Oh wow, I didn't know he didn't, <laughs> he didn't like me, but now he's on my podcast." <laughs> of course, I'm on your podcast. I'm clout chasing. Why I'm wouldn't I? get
1: your followers? But I like watching a lot of Asian comedians because their they their perspective is from outside. Of this country. Like uh, there's a good one. Ronnie Chang. He talks about just the. I guess just the piss poor maintenance. That this country is upholding. Yeah. And. Uh, Joe. Joe Coy. He's another one. He's one of my favorites actually. Because he talks about what it's like. Being half Filipino and half white. In this country. Like, I got like one of his jokes. Because uh, it, it hit me. He was like yeah um so i'm half filipino and half white so my dad was a gi like oh that makes a lot of fucking sense that's why you got a lot of mutts in these countries yeah because you have a lot of these soldiers going out getting some exotic girl pregnant getting her a green card bringing her back to home
0: well for a lot of the racial tension in this country uh we are surely the most diverse country in the world.
1: Yeah cuz I mean you it's a mixing pot of just all these cultural cultures that are bashing together and you know it's not like the 1950s anymore where everyone has the same opinion.
0: <laughs> uh that's funny.
1: And uh if we're going to be having racial tension I would just like to add Asians into that mix because we've we've been overlooked for so long I think we need to be back in the race. I think. Uh, I think we need to start fighting Asians now.
0: Okay. <laughs> I think Asians have been getting whooped for a long time in the streets for no reason. Like old Asians too. Like I, I keep looking at. Uh, like videos of this dude just walking by this old asian lady and beating the shit out of her for no reason
1: well yeah i mean you can you can easily beat up an age like you can easily beat up an old person like it's not that hard not that i've ever tried it but i mean not every old asian person is going to be a mr miyagi like and yeah i've seen that too i was like i just kept thinking why is it because yeah. she's asian because he's old is it because it's a woman like What thought process did you go through that day to determine the outcome of, I'm going to beat up an old lady today?
0: It's not necessarily a bad thing. (laughs) There's pros and cons to beating up old people.
1: Oh, now you're talking about population control now.
0: Not necessarily population control, but... You're some-
1: talking about getting rid of the civilians that don't contribute anything to society. I see I see between the lines.
0: Right, I'm talking about Social Security. They're just eating away at my funds, man. Why do you think COVID-19 was invented? They're predicting... To,
1: to shut down the Chinese buffets.
0: <laughs> They're predicting that we won't even have a Social Security... By 2032
1: That's great That's That was my plan Like to have one And now that's just shot I was supposed to buy a yacht With that social security And now I have to Buy a Subaru
0: Yeah I don't know man I don't know what we're gonna do But I feel like In our uh, Age And around people around our age Aren't even thinking about what are they gonna do when they're 60 years old When they're 65 Like what are you fucking gonna do This this country is kind of in turmoil as far as like
1: It's not even kinda I mean it is It's not just like Our beef with other countries or beef with You know other people it's also we got beef with ourselves Yeah That's where this identity crisis is coming from You know you got people just Not knowing who they are and not just not doing anything. Everyone's trying to start a movement.
0: I'm trying to start a movement.
1: Oh yeah. Mhm. What kind of movement? Movement on my last fucking nerve. <laughs> no. I've seen this movement. It happened in Seattle, and it was re- it was something that you know I can get into, but uh, it was just kind of praising small penises. And it's actually a real thing. Like small penises, they're actually real. They're out there. I mean, they're not as terrifying as everyone seems to make it out to be. But um, there's just this movement. And um, it was just something that kind of made me tear up. I was like, I'm not the only one. I can be part of a group. I can be part of a society where it's not about the size of the boat, but the motion in the ocean. And I got your bitch singing sea shanties.
0: What's your favorite sea shanty?
1: Uh, any of the ones from Assassin's Creed, Black Flag.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I like a good sea shanty every now and then, especially on long road trips.
1: That or, like, if you're uh, at a bar just, black, like just on the verge of getting blacked out drunk and you sing the right sea shanty and you got your buds with there who know that sea shanty, like, it just can just turn that bar into a 1640s tavern
0: yeah and you just like i can see the mugs clashing like yeah "Yeah." (laughs) and beer spilling everywhere
1: you know i've always wanted to get into a bar fight really yeah i just think that that would be interesting to be a part of i don't know i'm just the kind of person that likes to look at the edge and then jump (laughs)
0: Uh yeah, we should go to Boston sometime.
1: Definitely. And then uh talk shit.
0: <laughs> Let's go to Boston with a New York Yankees cap on. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll walk into their best bar um right after work, like it needs to be like right after working hours and because it has to
1: be during a Boston game. You know, oh my god. It has to be packed with these Boston ears, and then you and I yeah. will be the only fuckers there with New York caps on.
0: Dude, we're going to get fucking murdered.
1: I don't plan on it.
0: We're going to walk in, everyone's going to be wearing their Boston gear.
1: We're not we're probably not even going to make it past the front fucking door.
0: I feel like that should be a like a law or something. Like you can't get on an airplane to Boston with a New York <laughs> hat on. Like what if the fucking pilot you're you're like in midair, right? And you hear ding dong. Yeah, we're making an
1: immediate landing because one of these fuckers on has a has a New York cap on. We're just gonna stay and we're just gonna stay parked until he takes it off.
0: They open a the hatch and throw you out. <laughs> Man, dude,
1: I. I think now that, like, I'm making my own money, I'm going to start paying for first class. I do not like being in coach. That shit is so uncomfortable. Like, I was riding it on the way here, and, of course, I forgot my fucking neck pillow, so immediately I was uncomfortable as soon as I boarded the plane and sat down. And the seats are, like, at a (laughs) 90-degree angle, so you're sitting straight up. And I'm I. I don't know why I keep doing it. It's the kid in me that keeps making this dumbass decision, but I always choose the fucking window seat. And that is like, as an adult, that is the worst place to be. And I, they sat me next to an old couple, Fran and Frankie, who, you know, and I think the worst part was, was that. I decided to get, like, blacked out drunk before I boarded the plane. So I went to, like, all the bars before closing and just kind of chug, chug, chug. And then I got on the plane because I was thinking, all right, I'm drunk. I'm going to fall asleep. No, I got in that chair, and immediately I was uncomfortable. I had to take everything off down to my shirt, take my shoes off. And then immediately I just had this big old pile of like my backpack and my jackets and they were just smushing my legs against the chair. And I was smushed from the other people because she was overstepping her boundaries by laying her arm on my fucking armrest. So I'm like scrunched up by the window and I'm just thinking, well, Ben, at least you got a good fucking view of taking off. Now you got four hours of being in this position. So I tried falling asleep like midair and I just couldn't. And then I was just sitting there like, I gotta fucking puke. I gotta puke. And so I spent a good 10 minutes trying to wake up the woman next to me. Like, I was just, hey, 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 please get up. (laughs) Please wake up. And then I I was just like, all right. And uh, she just like bolted up and I was like, oh, hey, you're awake. Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. (laughs) She's like, oh, okay, so I get they get up and then I just Went to the bathroom puked my fucking guts out puked the fucking chinese food. I had earlier that day and then Just continued to stay awake I almost just decided to stay in that bathroom because it was more comfortable than my fucking seat
0: <laughs> I have a good airport story um This happened a couple years ago when I went to dallas but uh I flew back and it was, I think I land, we landed like at 10 PM. It was nighttime and, uh, it was, I was so tired, dude. It was such a blur, like the whole fucking, the whole flight back. And, uh, I remember the airplane not being packed like at all. I could, I brought my luggage and everything in the plane and, uh, we landed and I'm getting off, and I, I swear I remember people being inside the plane. And when I'm getting off, like in the tunnel, I'm the only one. And I'm like, did I fucking fall asleep? And am I the last one? I'm just like, okay, whatever. So I'm walking. This is it's a Little Rock uh, airport. I'm walking, and I see a couple people like wearing, or like waiting in the the terminals and shit. So I just keep walking, and. Uh, I'm walking down this hallway, and I see, like, a couple people in the, like, maybe 50 yards in front of me, just walking um, away from me, and then I'm like, this is pretty weird, because I could have swore there were more people on the plane, and I'm walking, dude, and I'm just, like, really tired, and I start, and the fucking alarm starts going off a loud alarm starts going off in the airport yeah and i start panicking i'm like fuck i was like fuck i'm going to fucking die <laughs> i thought there's a shooter in there dude so i start looking for like no russian i start yeah <laughs> i start looking for fucking doors i like found a bathroom and i went in there real quick and i like waited a little bit but the fucking the alarm was like going off it wouldn't go come off And then I don't hear anything like gunshots, So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go out there and run. So I get out. I start running. And uh, I get to the escalators. And there's like like construction people working on, I guess, the airport. And uh, they were like, oh, sorry, we hit the alarm. (laughs) And I was like, you son of a bitch. I almost had a fucking heart attack. I thought we were about to fucking get shot up.
1: Oh, but that was
0: the that was a really scary experience man because I seriously thought it was like
1: your fight or flight senses came in your survival instincts that animal nature in you you heard danger and you're like okay what do I got to do to survive this oncoming attack
0: and I went to the bathroom <laughs> yeah. There was nowhere else to go no windows or nothing dude
1: and, I mean did you see anyone else running like or panicking No that's that oh, was a yeah, thing that, Okay there was no nobody
0: Like the people that were walking in front of me were just walking. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like everyone else knew. Like I felt like everyone knew what was going on except me. (laughs) Everyone that was there.
1: Welcome to the Twilight Zone.
0: And then I was like, I'm going to die for sure. (laughs) This is my time.
1: I got like one short story. Let's see. So we go to this bar called Off the Hook, it's like right off the harbor on the island where i'm staying at and you know we're singing karaoke we're getting like blacked out drunk it's uh, me and three other people and one of them is actually have one of them was uh, actually having to leave because she was getting stationed over in uh, tennessee and so you know we just went out for one last shindig got super drunk did karaoke for a bit i think we stayed till like probably 11 or 12 actually we stayed till last call but during that time this uh this this biker came in and he started playing beer pong with us. super sweet guy, built like a Jason Momoa. And uh, he, like as soon as it was closing time and he's like, oh, well, you know, I got an after party to go to. I'm like, where is it at? Like I'm already half falling asleep, like ready to fucking go at it. Like I, I party so fucking hard, dude. <laughs> But uh, before we left, he was like, yeah, hi. He's talking about how he makes his own moonshine. And he, well, he's well, he got a bud that makes his own moonshine. And he just kind of sells it. And so I was like, you got any on you? And he's like, yeah. So he pulls out, you know, this little mason jar with like, you know, it's, it looks like semen. But it's, it's coconut moonshine. And dude, that shit was, it, it tasted like some of the sweetest syrup of coconut I've ever had. And I gave it back to him. He's like how much are you selling it for He told me this much and I was like fuck Yeah, dude, I'm definitely buying some more So we go to the we go to this after party But we me and my friend we leave first in separate cars because we're trying to find the address So we literally go down this long like we're driving through town get out of town because it's like in the backwoods of Oak Harbor. we go down this long stretch of road and we're looking at all the mailboxes for the address None of them like match the numbers and so we get to the end of the road and I'm like, dude, we fucking passed it like there's no way because it's down like the GPS said, it was down this road like and He was like, well shit, how are we gonna turn around? I was like Well, there's no one on the road and I haven't didn't see anyone on this road when we were driving down it. let's just drive backwards we drove backwards Literally, like the whole time stopped at every single mailbox that we passed looked at them like got out looked at the numbers got back in Kept driving backwards probably like down half a mile and then we find the mailbox and then we just go down that road and it's just this like quaint little uh, Trailer park. I'm like, oh, yeah, these guys fucking party so we get out start drinking some more start listening to music the biker guy ends up giving me like a free thing full of a coconut moonshine i'm just like i chugged that whole thing like right there i was so thirsty (laughs) and then we're all outside smoking a cigarette and he tells me about like his little business that he runs and how you know he kind of ships it all over the united states and i'm just like me drunk not even thinking about the consequences of my actions like i never do i'm like yo i can hook you up i can get you a supply line in arkansas and I told him, like, I'll just need an ad. Like, I'll just need to get an address. I'll need your number. And then, of course, we'll split the profit, however you feel like you should pay me. And he's like, all right. So I got his number. And I already started looking up addresses. And that's just the story of how I accidentally got into the moonshine business. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I was only there for like two fucking months, and already I was. On the verge of getting in trouble with the fbi
0: (laughs) No, no the atf is currently listening
1: oh they are yeah oh they're
0: an avid sponsor
1: see i knew you were sponsored by them but i thought atf meant something totally different no like ass titties
0: no alcohol tobacco and firearms buddy
1: Moonshine can't be considered alcohol. I mean, it's like it's own version of alcohol. So um
0: you you didn't
1: introduce me at the beginning of this, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I put your social. <laughs> no, uh whenever this guy, whenever I don't know, I want something now. So, let me know.
1: Dude, it's it's good shit. Uh there was like like I said the coconut, he had guava, strawberry, and I mean, he had like this whole backpack just full of sample kits and we were just taste testing. And I was like, dude, this is like, obviously you can taste the moonshine, but it's definitely better than that moonshine that, you know, the flavored moonshine you get in Tennessee, like over in Gatlinburg. Like, like when we went there, uh, we just like t- taste tested all these moonshine. I mean, they were good, but dude, this one was just the like the one like the illegal kind was just delicious. Yeah, just something about being it being illegal that just makes it that much more sweeter, and I think that's the hidden ingredient in a lot of things.
0: Yeah, pedophilia, drugs, money, gambling, scamming.
1: Okay. So, everything you listed after pedophilia, that's, like, common blue-collar crimes. (laughs) (laughs) Pedophilia is not even in the same fucking ballpark. It's not even the same game. Why why are you so fascinated with pedophilia jokes? I'm just wondering. They're funny, but to an extent. Like, I feel like pedophilia jokes is boys' locker room talk. Like, shit, you can only share with uh, just... A close person that you know is gonna laugh.
0: You laughed, didn't you? I,
1: yeah, I did. But you also have people. There's listening. some
0: people listening, laughing.
1: <laughs> yeah, the pedophiles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, man. I think that uh, obviously, I've marketed or I've advertised this podcast as a comedic podcast. Yeah. And every now and then I have serious conversations.
1: Oh, I thought you were about to say you've advertised pedophilia. No.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, pedophilia is fucking horrible. It is. I but mean, it's but it's funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the most horrible thing a person can do, but god damn it if it doesn't make me fucking chuckle.
0: Uh, no man, it it is horrible and I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But it does happen. Yeah. And we have to We have to kind of take, I take everything dark in society and try to make a joke
1: out of it. Yeah. No, I I get that. Like, just try and see the funny side of it. I just don't see the funny side of pedophilia.
0: No, yeah. I I get it, man. Like,
1: I've honestly seen some pedophile jokes, and they were, like, they were successful. They made the, I mean, of course, you got a couple groans, but they ended up fucking laughing. But it wasn't like. You know a straight pedophile joke I think it was just a joke about A pedophile Or like just like the Their thinking process of one
0: Last time I did stand up I uh
1: Yeah tell me about that because I talked to Uh Bo about it
0: Yeah And Yeah Um I think I had a really good opening And then it, it was Straight after that it was like Straight pedophile jokes it was nothing but pedophile
1: <laughs> Because it's a, that's the only thing that came to your mind. You were like, oh, yeah. I'm no, I wrote that. Like, you I had written, it.
0: yeah. I had written nothing but uncomfortable conversations. And uh, my opening was like, hey, guys, um, how we doing tonight? They call me the Joe Biden of comedy because I'm always losing my train of thought. And then I paused. And then I was like, and because I like to sniff kids. And uh, from there, it was just like. I talked about the Maxwell trial and then Kevin Spacey. And then from there, it was like, I was like, okay, no one's having a good time. I'm going to switch it up. So I started talking about like the metaverse and then how I was buying a virtual real estate and how I'm going to, and then I switched it up back to pedophilia. And I was like, I'm going to fucking buy a piece of virtual real estate and make a Epstein Island. For virtual people or you can just log in think about it you can log in and just do it online you don't have to fucking like go out and actually rape somebody
1: you're, you're talking about chat roulette yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but virtual
1: <laughs> what do you think chat roulette is
0: no but this is like sandbox shit like uh, like you walk around you can walk around.
1: <laughs> let's let's do it and then let's see how far it goes.
0: It was obviously a joke, <laughs> but uh, I was like, OK, all right, no more pedophilia jokes. So I just left it at that. And Bo probably did tell you um, my mic became unplugged somehow. Um. i don't
1: Due to nervousness
0: it wasn't nervousness i don't know how it got unplugged man um because like it's like these cables right here
1: did you have like the wire just tucked in i guess safety blanket
0: yeah i guess like i I guess i like started cuddling with the fucking cable
1: (laughs) i'm so uncomfortable and this is the only thing that puts me at ease
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude the first time the first time was so bad um I mean, it was horrible, dude. I couldn't, I, I'll, I'll probably never have another horrible experience like this ever again.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it, it was your first time. Like, it was your, you were dipping your toe in the water, you know, seeing how cold it was, and you came up horrified.
0: Let me explain to you exactly how this went. All right. I'm sitting right here where I'm at right now. Um, I had a goal in mind to do stand-up before the new year. And I was like, I have to do it today because I won't have time to do it any any time in December, yeah. like, for the month. It was 6 o'clock. I was like, the show starts at 8. I have to be there at 7 to sign up. I'm sitting here. I call them. I'm like, hey, do I still have time to show up and sign up? Or are you guys not booked? And she was like, no, come on up. I was like, fuck it. I, get my, I literally... Get in my car and drive up there. I'm sitting there and I see all the other comics and they all have like their notebook, you know, they're chatting, they're talking. Some people are writing, some people are like just chilling, drinking. And I'm sitting there with my eyes closed for like 45 minutes. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, I can't fucking wait to kill. (laughs) Cause I have no, I almost, I literally have no material. Like anything that I say on the podcast, I literally almost freestyle everything. Yeah. Um, I sign up. It's my turn. To, oh no, no. He tells me there's 15 comics and we each have five minutes to perform. He, um, the guy like the host says, Eric, you're number 10, five. That's all he says. And I'm like, what the fuck is 10 and 5? So I ask around, I'm like, dude, what the fuck is 10 and 5? Oh, and, and I am high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stoned, dude. And he was like, oh, you're, uh, you're number 10, like 10, the 10th comic up yeah. there, and you get five minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, five minutes? I was like, I thought this was one-minute punchlines, because <laughs> that's what it said online. <laughs> I was like, I don't have five minutes worth of material. And then I was like, fuck, man. And I was like, all right. All the other comics are going right? And I lose track of who's on stage, like what number is up. Yeah. They're like, he's not announcing it. Number nine or number 10. Yeah. They're just saying names and coming out, doing their act. And uh, I lose track, dude. And I, I thought number eight was on stage, but it was actually number nine. And I'm in the fucking, like, I'm in sitting down, um, (laughs) I'm sitting down watching
1: and there's no one on stage.
0: And, uh, the guy gets off and the host comes on. He's like, next up Eric Herrera. And I'm fucking sitting down, dude, like watching the stage. (laughs) I was like, fuck. And I run, I literally get out of my seat and run, take the corner and it's like an incline. So I'm running up this incline. I feel I'm so bent out of shape, dude. I'm like huffing and puffing. And uh I get up there and I'm like, hey man, I'm sorry. He's like, get on. And I get I grabbed the mic and I was like, I'm so out of shape, dude. I'm like <sighs> and my fucking heart is beating fast and I'm high. And I didn't know like it was my time to go. So I grabbed a mic and I'm like, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I was like, I lost track. I'm high. <laughs> but uh, I got a couple of laughs and then I was going to tell a joke that I had written literally on my drive there, which was a <laughs> terrible decision. You never do that. Yeah. And uh, it was bad, dude. I, like I lost my train of thought and I lost the joke completely. Like uh, my fucking brain went into like a blank canvas. <laughs> So I sat. I was like alright I gotta sit down (laughs) So I found a stool On the stage and I grabbed it It's like a tiny stool It's not like a big stool I sat down and I was like alright I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you a story So I grabbed my closer and I was like This one time My buddy and I we were watching VeggieTales We were high as fuck Kind of like I am now We're watching VeggieTales And I look over to my buddy and I'm like hey man why are we watching VeggieTales? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know why we're watching VeggieTales. And I look over to him and I'm like, hey man, if I wanted to learn about Christianity from a vegetable, I'd talk to my grandmother. (laughs) And then I heard laughter and I was like, all right, that's all I got. And then I fucking got up, put the mic up and left. It was a terrible fucking experience. Like I could feel my heartbeat in my toes, dude. It was bad.
1: Yeah cuz I mean you were I mean <clears throat> it's a mixture of like anxiety but you were also like really excited. Yeah. Cuz I mean it was just building up to that moment and you actually got a couple laughs out of it so I feel like it was pretty successful somewhat a fraction
0: for like 2 seconds.
1: <laughs> but <laughs> 2 seconds of fame. But
0: I laughed, man, with a big smile on my face because I like I really it, I'm such an amateur now but I want to do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Even if I get nowhere. Like, I want to be 90 years old on stage with a (laughs) mic because I think it's so fucking funny to say shit. You have to have some kind of mental illness to fucking get up there and say stupid ass shit and try to make people laugh. Because not everybody can do that.
1: No, you really can't. And I mean, I don't really know if it's like mental illness, but you do have to have like a grasp on the mental illness of society and just kinda put that into jokes some then into a way that everyone can relate to that. You know, I mean it's like everyone can see it, but they don't see the funny side of it. They don't see like the the actual part that, you know, oh, this really ain't shit. <laughs> like, um I can't think of anything really, but when you say mental illness, you mean like go up there with schizophrenia?
0: <laughs> I think there are people that have uh mental illness like and a lot of them end up committing suicide. Comedians. Comedians.
1: I will name drop one. Robin Rock- Williams.
0: Yeah. Never mind. Um who knows, dude? Like Bob Saget probably got killed.
1: Got killed by himself.
0: By somebody, (laughs) you know, there was molestation like allegations. Oh, yeah,
1: with the Olsen twins. Yeah,
0: I mean, who knows?
1: And he was everyone's dad. (laughs) I
0: mean, he was America's father. Like, who knows, dude?
1: But every time I think of Bob Sackett, I just think of like the Tourette's guy from YouTube back in the golden days. Oh my god. God dude, the golden days of that was like the OG of memes and humor and just everything. Like people just making their own movies with a fucking VCR camera. And a a flip it. camera. Yeah, a little flip camera from your little Motorola razor.
0: Yeah, I don't know. There is a really good comedian. His name is Tim Dillon and uh i think right now he's one of my favorites because i kind of mimic the way that he does comedy because it's such a freestyle it's such like it's such a like taking the fucking wonders of the universe and combining them into comedy like there's some really bad things going on in this world and i think that's funny like i think everything is funny like pedophilia Any anything
1: (laughs) i mean yeah true if you can like see the like the part of it that make someone laugh not just you make you laugh but i think i mean i think going back to it i think maybe yeah you do have to have some sort of maybe you have to have some sort of mental illness like there's just something not right with you but you're seeing the side of the world that everyone chooses to ignore the shadow part you know the part that no one wants to talk about the part that everyone just kind of says hush hush and then you bring it to light, either in a serious way or in a way that people are just like, damn, I think that's true.
0: Yeah, and there is a lot of truth to comedy.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, there is. That's what I like hearing, like, like, uh, like I like listening to Anthony Jeselnik. Because, I mean, he, his, his humor is just, like, raw, but it's also, like, you just always get those, like you just always get those jokes where it's like I mean he's wrong but damn that's fucking true like he's out of line but he's right
0: uncomfortable laughs I think there's nothing more because you can you can have a good laugh and an uncomfortable laugh yeah, but when it's crying, it's uncomfortable always. Like when you see somebody crying, I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. There's never a good cry, or I, I guess there is a good cry, like a joy, like a cry of joy. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I'll shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs> like uh, you go up there, you talk about when your pedophilia jokes, and you get like a person crying because you're just bringing up her fucking past.
0: <laughs> oh. I can't wait to get heckled, man.
1: That, that is something, like, if I, yeah, if I ever got into stand-up, that is something that I would definitely prepare for. Like, cause I, I, like, I can be quick with just, like, you know, making fun of you. Just cause, you know, like, I, like, I was made fun of a lot, so, like, I just kinda had to, like, build myself to just be quick with those fucking quips and, uh just kind of use it in everyday life and then using it on hecklers would just be gold let me tell you a joke okay all right so I had this girlfriend not too long ago and she's really into Japanese noodles and she cheated on me with five guys no condom so I guess you can really say she's into ramen
0: All right, guys, we're gonna be ending the podcast <laughs> there. No, nah, I'm kidding. Um, we will have to end it here soon because I gotta eat.
1: All right, yeah, me too. I'm gonna go eat another banana.
0: Um, I know that you're not real big into social media, but you need to.
1: Oh no, I got a Snapchat.
0: <laughs> you need to get um. You need to get on there and uh, send me some memes.
1: Okay, like what from iFunny?
0: Uh, no, like Vine.
1: Vine, Reddit.
0: Send me Flappy Bird memes.
1: I'll send you uh, some disturbing content I find on 4chan. Okay.
0: 4chan is still around?
1: <laughs> yeah, 4chan. I actually went on it not too long ago.
0: You're sick, man. I know. I, uh, you call me sick. You're fucking sick.
1: I know. I, I mean, I even have the app for Chat Roulette and Omegle. That's how I talk to people.
0: Dude, uh, speaking of Omegle. I used to get on there all the time. Same. Uh, I used to pretend. I'm not even going to say this. Fuck that. Never you used mind. You pretend you were a girl, didn't no, you? No, I used to pretend. Yes. yes <laughs> I used to pretend I was a girl. And, and you then, would try
1: and get all these fucking dudes all horned up just so you could see what they would say.
0: Yeah, and, and then at the end, I would be like, this is the FBI. We're tracking your your IP address. And they would fucking leave like immediately and it's so funny dude because okay. wait, wait because i would be like uh female 16 and then this dude would be like male 34 <laughs> i'm just like dude get the fuck off this app what are you doing but it's fun i don't know dude i was in i was in high school doing that just fucking with people yeah just fucking with people and uh i think i'm not entirely sure if Something really did happen, but there was a time where I couldn't get on Omegle. Like my phone blocked it completely. You were
1: probably tracking everything that you were saying.
0: Yeah, the FBI was actually probably tracking my shit.
1: Everyone was probably reporting you like, yo, this sixteen year old girl is fucking harassing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that shit was actually fun. But there are there were some cool people in there. Sometimes I actually would be like, Hey, um, what are you doing? And then they'd be, like, chilling. <laughs> <laughs> like, me too.
1: Like, fuck, yeah, friend.
0: Um, But, yeah, like, most people that are on there, like, seriously on there are just fucking sad, probably. Yeah, true. But I was on, I dude, I love fucking with people all the time. Dude, I set up this fake date once with this dude. He was from Kentucky. And I've been to Kentucky, so I know some towns there. And I was like, oh, I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I was like, I'm going to the mall there on Friday. Like, we should meet up. No. And he was like, I'll be there. I don't know if he ever went or not, but if he did, that's funny as fuck.
1: Please show up in a bright yellow collar t-shirt.
0: <laughs> he's going to pull up. balloons. He's going to pull up in a Ford Pinto. <laughs> rusted out. And it's going to be a good time.
1: Probably got so many men excited in their mundane lives. What's well, like probably the nastiest thing that someone has said to you as a sixteen-year-old girl?
0: Some pretty fucked up things.
1: I know, I know they're in your head. I know they've been following you this all all this time.
0: No, I mean, people listening are probably going to be like, "Wow, Eric, actually, there is something wrong with them." But <laughs> I really enjoy messing with people, and that's a, that's like. That's, like, the sickest of the is fucking with kids, dude. Like, you can't get... You can't fucking adult. Like, what's wrong with you?
1: I don't know how many adults are in this world.
0: There's so many adults.
1: Like, you can't just... I don't know, man. It, it is, like, just a... People want to say it's a fucking disease, and it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not a fucking disease. It's a condition. Yeah, you, you say you like little kids, but that's not... You're just... Sick
0: No it's not sick dude They need to they're Not even
1: not sick in the medical wise But I'm saying they're twisted in the head Like they're choosing to do that They're not just attracted to like Like it's not like they're treating it like it's a sexuality Like being straight or gay It's like you straight gay lesbian or Into Todd's.
0: <laughs> oh man Yeah I don't know the uh the darkness is so funny it is anything dark man like diseases and world hunger and poverty <laughs> it's so funny
1: it's funny cuz you haven't gone through it
0: <laughs> maybe but it's still funny <laughs> like i'll i'll look up and be like damn
1: see and that's I've-
0: like i wasn't i wasn't born rich but at the same time it wasn't that fucking bad
1: it's called middle class
0: no dude i wasn't middle class at all (laughs) i was like i remember in high school my teacher was like raise your hand if your if your family makes more than forty thousand dollars a year who
1: the fuck asks that, dude
0: and everybody rose their hand and i was like i was like i i don't even know bro like i'm pretty sure my parents don't make that much (laughs) but uh yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of funniness to like poverty because i i've seen poverty i haven't lived in like africa i'm not talking about like actual poverty (laughs) like african poverty that's a different that's like i'm talking about united states poverty
1: yeah okay so yeah so it's like people who have who have the chance to actually get out of it but they choose not to like you get people like I'm sure in these third world countries, they don't have those same opportunities, but we have literally millions of opportunities in this country, and they choose to just sit on the side of the road and ask me for fucking change.
0: On your way to Steak and Shake.
1: On my way to a closed down Steak and Shake, yeah.
0: Fucking sick, man.
1: <laughs> it is. I'm like, we need to
0: kill the homeless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, think, I think euthanization would be more.
0: No, man. We need to this is, we need to colonize Mars and the first people we need to put up there
1: to test out the atmosphere, to
0: test everything out are the homeless. <laughs> what other choice do they have?
1: I don't really see a problem with that. I mean, that just kind of solves two problems.
0: One, we get rid of homelessness,
1: <clears throat> and two, we can see if we can colonize Mars. Yeah. It's a win-win.
0: It's a two birds one stone. Yeah. But uh, we're going to end the podcast here because I have to shit and eat. Um,
1: yeah, I got to go bother some more people around town.
0: Do you uh, Do you want me to send this to you when it's out?
1: Yeah, yeah, send it to me. Make sure you play it everywhere you go. Is there
0: anything you want to tell the five listeners? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, give me their names.
0: I mean... Uh, Just the other day, I hit 107 followers, and I logged in last night because I like to look every day. Yeah, and I have 112. Nice. So by springtime, I'm gonna hit 200. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to hit 200.
1: Oh, you did the math.
0: No, I'm gonna like that's a goal. Okay. There is no math involved, but um, I sold hoodies. I've sold nine hoodies. If you want one, then that's gonna be ten hoodies. But uh. I, I said in my last podcast, they're not cheap. I mean that's a good material hoodie. And you're
1: not make, I mean you're not making any money off of it. It's basically just advertising. Yeah. I'm
0: literally not making any money off of Are it. Are you losing money on it? No. No. I'm literally making probably two dollars a hoodie. <laughs> maybe maybe.
1: But I mean, like I said, you're still advertising yourself. You're getting yourself that out is, there.
0: that is the main thing I wanna do. Like if someone wears my hoodie out, someone's gonna be like, What the fuck's a drowning fish podcast? and probably look it up.
1: What well, I think Like your demographics for the hoodie should probably be like college campuses
0: Um, yeah Christian
1: Yeah, just go set up a stand when the job fairs in town. Yeah (laughs) Just say that you're looking for secretaries, but you're actually there just to advertise. That's
0: a good idea (laughs) I'm looking for a video editor (laughs) $45,000 a year You get a ton of applicants
1: For a podcast.
0: Send them the podcast link. You have to listen to every podcast (laughs) before I can. No, you you
1: have to bring five followers.
0: Damn, dude. Do you want to be a part of my marketing team?
1: I really could. I took marketing in high school.
0: Okay. Okay. You got to bring five followers. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. We'll end it there. I appreciate you coming. I've I've always wanted to have you on the podcast.
1: I've always wanted to be on here and it i mean it was a good talk it was interesting yeah
0: i couldn't before because of legal terminology but now that you uh now that you've paved your own way in life yeah you're here appreciate it
1: yeah no troubles bubbles
0: all right all right we're (laughs) gonna end it there thank you thank you everybody bye